Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose. This is TMA with Nick Hamilton. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience, but look like he just came out of the basement. TMA with Nick Hamilton. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because because now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Hope everybody had a great weekend and a great start to the brand new week. We have a whole lot to talk about on this episode. And yes, I am currently still on the road up here in the Yay area, better known as the Bay Area. I was up here last night for the Rams and 49ers Monday Night Football classic game, whatever you want to call it, huge robbery, not just within a division, but between two franchises that pretty much are kind of like the Dodgers and the Giants on the cusp of. So it was very interesting. It was funny because actually the hotel I was staying at ran to quite a few 49er fans. So, of course, they ask you, like, oh, where are you from? And you tell them L.A., and they automatically think that you're pro-Rams. And I'm like, yeah, I want the Rams to do well. I want them to go to the Super Bowl. But I'm a reporter. And I'm actually have to do my job, which is why I'm up here. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Like, you get to talk to the players and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. And it was really cool because it's always cool when you have people that, like, are interested in your job. And they make it more interesting than you feel like your job is at times. So it actually makes you feel a lot better than what you do and all the things that you sacrifice, especially in this industry. So some of y'all don't understand. Like, you just get the – the fan perspective, which I get because there's only so much you guys can do and understand and know. But when we go into these locker, into these post-game press rooms, the ones that we are allowed in, <clears throat> not the NBA. But anyway, I digress. But when you're in the NFL locker room, per se, you know, you get a chance to build camaraderie with a lot of these players. And you have to understand that, you know, these players are human beings at the same time. They're, they're God-gifted athletes, but they're, they're human beings at the same time. So you kind of put everything in perspective. And I try to do is what I've always said I wanted to do, which was humanize the athlete or the entertainer or whoever I'm talking to because I feel like you all only get a percentage of what you see. But when you get an opportunity to really see the other couple of layers that I can disseminate to you all through my work, then I try to do that. And I just try to have fun with it, man. Yes, I will criticize. People come to me all the time. What's your team? I don't have one, which gives me the absolute freedom to criticize you and clown you about your loser team any chance I get. Yes, I get the chance to do that. And it is fun. It is, you know, some for some people, it's a breath of fresh air. But for me, some people like to work out. Some people like to, you know, go to the beach. Some people like to hang out with their significant other. And that's all fine and good. Me, I like to clown your teams and drink wine. That's pretty much what I like to do, and that soothes me. I don't smoke. I don't do any of that stuff, and I'm not against people that do, but that just ain't me. But what does tickle my fancy, as they say, I love clowning y'all teams because some of y'all teams are great teams, and, and most of them are a bunch of losers. Speaking of losers, the San Francisco 49ers. Goodness gracious. If that team is underachieved in the years that I've seen that team underachieve under Kyle Shanahan, I don't know what else to tell you. 
But on a brighter note, the Los Angeles Rams, who made some great news in the last, what, 10, 12 days, signing Von Miller. No one saw that coming. And then on top of that, signing OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr., as he cleared waivers from Cleveland last week. And then, unfortunately, we had to get the news of Robert Woods, you know, pretty much sustaining an ACL injury in practice on Friday, which was really devastating not only to the team and obviously to him, but those of us that follow the team. Robert Woods is one of those good, one of those guys you root for, even if he's not on your team. He's just an all-around good dude. And me growing up here in Southern California, being born and raised in L.A., Robert Woods is the same guy. Watched this guy in high school, go to Sarah, then went to USC, did great things at USC, moved on to the NFL, played some time in Buffalo before he was traded back to the L.A. Rams. And he's pretty much made a home with these Rams. And he's also been a very vocal person in the locker room, somebody whom all of the players really respect and listen to. When we had a chance to talk to Cooper Cup, you know, he was devastated. And ironically, let me give you this little tidbit. Ironically, the day that it was found, the day that it happened was exactly three years to the day that Cooper Cup had the same ACL injury. This happened to be in a game. That is some spooky stuff. The set three years to the day. But fortunately, the Rams and Les Snead had the good sense and fortune to get OBJ because they're going to need him significantly. Now, of course, Sean McVay you know, said you can't replace Robert Woods, which, which I was happy to hear because a lot of coaches say, oh, you know, next man up. Da, da, da. They just pretty much gloss over it. But you can't gloss over Robert Woods and the impact not only on the field but in the locker room. But also, too, guys are going to – he's right. Guys are going to have to step up. Guys had to step up on Monday night. OBJ, Van Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle, that line has got to be intact. Everybody, even on defensive front, even with Von Miller being there, everybody had to step up. It's going to have to be a collective effort if the Rams want to continue their Super Bowl ambitions in Los Angeles, February 2022. Here's what OBJ had to say, because OBJ has been, to me, has been misunderstood. OBJ has been a guy that I felt like he was immensely talented. We saw what he can do at LSU. We saw what he's been able to do with the New York Giants. That fell apart because can't really blame him. They weren't really trying to win. And OBJ is a competitor. He, ha- he has a great work ethic. I know that doesn't get shown a lot. Moving him on to Cleveland, this football Siberia, that seemed to work out for a tad bit until it didn't between him and Baker Mayfield. Yes, um, this has to work for OBJ. But let me give you an insight. And I asked OBJ because I, I noticed that he's a real, a, a real supporter of the late, great Kobe Bryant and what Kobe represented, obviously, the Mamba mentality. And I also had a chance to ask him, what that Mamba mentality means to him and how is he able to use it moving forward now he's with the Los Angeles Rams. You know, I got Kobe tatted on my ribs. You know, that's something that uh, forever, uh, a legend, and just his mentality, the way that he approached each and every day, you know, watching uh, the muse and all all of the things, that the words that he spoke out of his mouth um, are just truly, truly a testament to, you know, what, what he showed us all. So... It's just about finding ways to dig deep, you know, like when you've been through ACL or this surgery or whatever it is you're going through, um, to just find ways to dig deep and continue to work, man, and get better and perfect your craft. Okay. Jalen Ramsey said and, and really complimented how much of a hard worker he is. And the one thing I think gets misunderstood and we don't see it on 
the sports circuits around TV land is the fact that OBJ asked the players, hey, do you all want me here? And I felt like that was really an imperative question to ask. And I thought that gets glossed over and gets lost and because people want to pre want to judge OBJ based upon his previous actions. Did he act up and was he immature? Absolutely he was. Early on, he was a young kid, a multi-millionaire, probably for the he's probably the first millionaire in his family. So of course, when you get all this money comes a lot of responsibility that you may not be able to be ready for or handle or understand for that matter. The man has grown. He's been in the league long enough to know what to do and what not to do. I'm sure he's learned from a lot of his mistakes. And I'm no OBJ apologist, but I'm also going to give a different perspective when it comes to OBJ as far as people need to give this man a chance. But I will say this much. This has to work for Odell Beckham Jr. He has to make sure this works because he has a brand new, probably his final big-time contract coming up at the end of the season. He has to do everything he can, damn near be a model citizen, even if things he doesn't agree with. He's going to have to put a smile on his face and wipe the frown off his brow and keep it pushing. Because if he doesn't, it's not going to fall so much on the Rams. Yeah, people will criticize the Rams, but it has nothing to do with the Rams. But this has everything to do with OBJ as far as his future in the National Football League. So he's going to have to make sure that he does everything he can, where he's, whether he's going to have to you know, coach his teammates up, be that cheerleader on the sideline when he's not on plays, do whatever, learn the playbook as quickly and as effectively as he can, which he has a very high football IQ. So I'm not concerned about that. But he's going to have to do everything to make this work. This is on OBJ. This is absolutely on OBJ. You cannot blame Baker Mayfield. You cannot blame the Cleveland Browns organization. You cannot blame the New York Giants organization any longer. Everything is going to be on OBJ. And if he doesn't get it done, then it's going to be significant problems. Now, he has a nice contract. He has a Super Bowl bonus if they happen to win the Super Bowl. So money is not an issue. It's about OBJ and his outlook. And he claims, and, and I have to believe him for right now, that he's about we and not about me. And if he has that mentality like the other guys in that locker room have, that he's going to fit in just right and perfectly for what they need to do in, it, in that complicated offensive system. Between uh, Sean McVay, between the, 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 the coordinators and whatnot, it's going to have to work out. But OBJ is going to have to put in that work. And OBJ is going to have to – he wants to be in Hollywood with doggone it. Now you have your, your acting debut because you're going to have to act at times where it's not always so pleasant and so good. And if you can do that and he can accomplish that, I don't want to hear any criticism of OBJ outside of the football field. I don't want to hear any more about him acting up and his antics and all this other stuff. I don't want to hear none of that crap. Shut the hell up. And speaking of antics and speaking of silencing the critics, goodness gracious, on the other side of the football field at SoFi Stadium, the Los Angeles Chargers, what the hell is going on with the Chargers? The Chargers are a talented team. I'm not going to take anything away from that. But they are a team of inconsistency. They can't push the ball down the field. And I know people say, well, you got to throw it down the field. Not necessarily so because you don't want to make – you have to get – certain things have to be in order for that to happen. Number one, your O-line has got to be much stronger than what it's been. You can't allow your top-notch quarterback to be pushed around and getting hit and getting sacked as many times as Justin Herbert has gotten hit and sacked in the last couple of games at home. I'm not talking about the Philly game. I'm talking about the last game they played at home and then this current game they played on Sunday. You can't allow Justin Herbert to get racked up like that because eventually that's going to take its, take its toll on Justin Herbert as well as the offense. Number two, as I've said, I look at Joe Lombardi and I question his play calling. 
Joe Lombardi's play calling has been suspect from game one to current. People can say what they want. Yes, I'm looking at the ability to him to get the ball off, but also, too, you're calling plays that are not that are not conducive to his productivity when it comes to this team and moving the chain. So, yes, I have to look at that. And three, I have to look at general manager Tom Telesco. Have you equipped this team with the proper personnel to run this style of offense that they want, that Brandon Stanley and company want to run? That's what I'm looking at. Because you can't sit up here and tell me that this is the team that you envision. Yes, they're going to be bumps and bruises along the way. It's a 17-game game season for crying out loud. You're going to have bumps and bruises. But this team should not be sitting currently at 5-4 and four and losing to a Minnesota Vikings team who actually is a decent team in the, in the NFC. And they show why they're a decent team in the NFC on defense as well as offense. I don't think he, uh, Justin Herbert wants to hear the name Eric Kendricks for a long time. Eric Kendricks was all up in that boy's grill. That He was all up in his grill so much you thought Paul Wall was making it. I thought it was a gangster grill. Because that's exactly what, what Eric Kendricks was. He was gangster on that field. And you look at Dalvin Cook on that last drive, and, they, and, and Dalvin Cook extended that play for a few extra yards to get the first down to keep the chains moving. To ensure the victory over the over the Los Angeles Chargers at SoFi Stadium, that's not going to get it done. And I'm sorry, I'm not under the impression. I look at their run defense is questionable. I'm looking at, yes, I know they got some guys out. I know they have, you know, they got Michael Davis out. I know they had Nazir Adderley out. I know they have Drew Tranquil out, which are huge contributions to that defense. And I've always said when Drew Tranquil and Kenneth Murray Jr. are side-by-side, side, they are a dynamic duo on that defense. Nobody wants to face that defense, especially when you got all the other guys healthy like Michael Davis, Nazir Adley, Derwin James, Joey Bosa, and the list goes on. But the uh, Uchenna Nawasu, of course. But these guys have got to find a way to get it done. Not so much on the defense besides the run defense. I think it's, it's gotten a, a slightly better. I have to give them credit for that. But on the offensive end, you got to protect your quarterback a hell of a lot better. But the plays have to be called in a way that's going to uplift Justin and be able to get Justin and get the ball off, whether it's to Austin Eckler in the backfield or miss moving the chains directly. Um, but I, I, the, the question has to be Joe Lombardi and his play calling. And I had a, we had a, I had a chance. I asked Justin about just the chemistry and the cohesiveness or lack thereof of this offense, and here's what he had to say about that. Well, I think it's year one of, of a new offense with everyone coming together, for people from from you know different teams, and year one is all obviously going to be tough. And uh, there's no continuity from last year and so you have to learn an entirely new offense with a bunch of brand new guys and um, you know I feel like we've done a good job of coming together and obviously they're going to be growing pains but you know I feel like the guys show up and they give their best effort every day and, and we're going to keep getting better and we're going to keep emphasizing that so uh, I think we're right, right where we need to be now you see exactly where you want to be I don't think so don't feed me soup don't feed me soup and tell me to eat it with a fork and I'm going to fill up on it because I'm not I understand Justin is protecting his players, as he should, and I get it. But I'm not the one to sit up here and think that that's exactly where they want to be. I understand they have to be they have to be that way because that's currently where they are. Your record is what your record is. But I think this team could be a lot better than what they are. They are too talented not to be. I think Justin Herbert is the truth. I think Justin Herbert is, is, is definitely going through his sophomore woes because there's more film on him 
versus his rookie year because that's why he was so dynamic. But at the same time, Justin Herbert is not going through anything more than what we are, we see other quarterbacks go through, like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and guys like that coming into their second years of, of being under center. I think that they have to get better personnel. I think guys have got to get healthy. And even Linval Joseph, Linval Joseph excuse me, said yesterday, you know, look, I mean, excuse me, on Sunday. I'm, uh, I'm sorry, the days are running behind me. But he said on Sunday that, you know, when we get healthy, we're going to be a, a force to be reckoned with. And I tend to believe that. But the question is when you get healthy. And the, the key is, again, the play calling. So we'll see what happens moving forward. They got a tough Sunday night game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is more than likely going to be a Steeler home game uh, because there are a lot of Steeler fans here in Los Angeles. And it's going to be a tough crowd to go up against. I know the Steelers pretty much play to play to lose. And I'll get in that on the other side of the break. You are checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Stay tuned. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see what's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometime. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. 
I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall. It's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What are you telling? You tell them, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton here on SiriusXM. Slam Radio 145. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at NickHamilton213. And make sure you follow me on Instagram at NickHamiltonLA. And check me out for all my work and works of others surrounding the world of sports, entertainment, pop culture, community, and tech at Nightcast Media at NightcastMedia.com. That's N-I-T-E-C-A-S-T-M-E-D-I-A.com. All right, y'all. So before the break, I'm still on the NFL tip. Sunday night football. Now, we know the struggling Kansas City Chiefs have not been the Kansas City Chiefs that we have been accustomed to, especially Patrick Mahomes. I don't know who took over the the body of Patrick Mahomes, but that has not been the MVP Patrick Mahomes and Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes that we are accustomed to seeing. But damn it, on Sunday night, he rose to the occasion. He was back. As my man Cam Newton said, I'm back. Patrick Mahomes showed that he was back against the Las Vegas Raiders at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas on a Sunday night. As we all know, that's not an easy place to play in the black in the new black hole in Vegas. But Patrick Mahomes totally dismantled the Las Vegas Raiders. He was 36 for 50, I believe 406 yards passing, five touchdowns. I mean, the Raiders had no answer. They were lucky to score 14 points. And Derek Carr, goodness gracious. We'll be starting to sing Derek Carr's praises. Well, that went out the window fast, didn't it? That dude looked bad. The Raiders looked bad. And Deshaun Jackson looked bad. Be careful what you ask for. And I'm not clowning Deshaun Jackson. I'm not saying he's terrible. I think Deshaun Jackson is still a good wide receiver, even though he made a crucial mistake on Sunday night. But the Raiders have got to find a way to get it together. They were once upon a time, yes, in the AFC West. They were actually tied and actually at one point in first place and then later tied for first place. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs are now in sole possession of first place thanks to the Los Angeles Chargers losing and them defeating, or should I say manhandling, the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday night. Patrick Mahomes looked like he's back. Now, we'll find out if he's back next week. However, because they have a very tough schedule, especially with the Cowboys coming up. But let me tell you something. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to be scary good. If they get through this stretch of games in the month of November and December, 
and they can split with the Los Angeles Chargers, they're going to win that division. And they're going to be a scary team in the AFC, which I believe is wide open. When you look at the Titans, you look at the Bills, you look at the, the Chiefs. I can't even count out the Steelers. Even though the Steelers play to lose along with a team that they can't even buy a win to save their life, they get the Krispy Kreme Award every single week because they are a donut in what? What is it, Jake? A donut in eight and, and a donut eight and one now? Yeah. Yeah. So you basically played to lose. Obviously, you didn't have Ben Roethlisberger, who was out due to COVID. TJ Watt it was injured as well. It was still waiting on the, 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 the status of TJ Watt. I think it was his hip and his knee. And then Najee Harris was the only bright spot that you had. And you couldn't defeat the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff, who are who it was golfful to say the least. And you're gonna sit up here and tell me you struggled into overtime with the Detroit Lions? Really? But you that's you should be five and four, right? Both of y'all should took L's. It should be no such thing as a damn tie. Both of you should be taking L's right now. Cause that is absolutely absurd. It is absolutely ridiculous for you to sit up here and to be doing this kind of playing that type of football. Are you serious right now? And if I'm if I'm Mike Tomlin, I would hate to be in that locker room if I was a Pittsburgh Steeler because every letter, every word, every cuss word, probably some some words that even the English lexicon have been formed by Mike Tomlin. Both of y'all should have took an L. There should be no in that game. Nobody played to win. Everybody played to lose, and that is why they are currently in the position that they are in, because they happen to refuse to win. And they got a tough game next Sunday night on the road against the Los Angeles Chargers, as I mentioned in the previous segment. The Chargers aren't an easy team to defeat. Can the Steelers actually redeem themselves against the Chargers? Sure they can. Especially if Big Ben happens to return on the center, which I believe he will. Um, because we saw what happened with Aaron Rodgers and that whole COVID protocol. Aaron Rodgers pretty much back in a week. Um, I'm, I'm not, I don't know if Ben Roethlisberger is vaccinated, so I'm not here to debate that if he is or isn't. Um, if he is, obviously that's going to help his chances of getting back on the field faster. If he is not, then that may delay something. He may miss Sunday night's game against the Chargers. Who knows? But that's definitely going to be a game to circle on the calendar for sure. Um, and the thing about it is when I look at the Steelers, Mike Tomlin is a hell of a coach. I think Mike Tomlin is a player's coach. He knows how to how to direct his words to players where they can definitely take them to heart. Um, he's about success. He's about excellence. And Mike Tomlin is a dude that has never had a losing season since he took over as a Steelers head coach. And I don't think he'll have a losing season this year. I think Mike Tom, I think they're, they're going to have bumps and bruises and maybe the excuses for some of you Steelers fans out there is that, Hey, we didn't have big Ben. We didn't have, we lost TJ Watt. I get it. TJ Watt's probably one of the best defenders in the, in the league right now. He's earning every bit of that new contract that ain't kicked in yet. He's earning, he's earning every bit of it and then some. And the Steelers knew they had to resign him. You could not let a guy like T.J. Watt go. 
Not at all. And he hasn't even hit his prime yet. Speaking of hitting primes, Steph Curry. What can I say about Steph Curry? Well, Steph Curry on Sunday got an L delivered to him at the hands of LaMelo Ball and the Charlotte Hornets, who snapped a seven-game winning streak. Steph Curry did some, as he usually does, some circus trick shots. I swear he gets pixie dust sprinkled on him before every game because I swear to God, he that man defies gravity. I thought Michael Jordan defied gravity, but damn it, Steph Curry defies gravity too when he comes to his shot selection because Jesus Christ, he can hit that thing from the top of the roof and make it go in. That's how bad Steph Curry is. And speaking of bad, the man had a bad shooting night. 7 of 22 from the field, 3 of 13 from three-point land, not going to get it done. Kayvon Looney, six points, not going to get it done. Draymond Green had a good shooting night, but only finished with 11 points. Um, but the, the the Warriors are one of the, the teams that, that truly have surprised me. I did not see the Golden State Warriors being this good this soon without Clay Thompson to not do back to, I believe, mid-December. Mid so think how much better they're going to be. Yes, it's going to be an adjustment period, but think how much better they're going to be with, with a healthy Clay Thompson coming back into the into the scheme of things. That is going to be a scary team in the Western Conference. All y'all want to pick the Lakers to win it all because you got you want to play the name game. And you got these big time players that don't fit like putting a, a, a square a circle in, in, in a square peg. But let me tell you something, the Golden State Warriors. If, the, if a Western Conference team has a great opportunity of winning the NBA championship this year and they can stay healthy, it's definitely the Golden State Warriors. Not counting the Lakers out. But the Lakers have a long road ahead of them to get it together and figure it out because they are hit and miss. You t I talked about earlier about the Chargers being inconsistent, but damn, the Lakers have the definition of inconsistency. Goodness gracious. Inconsistent. See Lakers logo right there in the dictionary. But the season is still young. The Chicago Bulls are another team that has surprised me in the East. I mean, with the, with the additions of Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, and DeMar DeRozan. And DeRozan has been on a tear ever since he put on that Bulls uniform. I don't know if he got the ghost of Michael Jordan or Michael Jordan's powder on him or not. But that boy has been playing lights out. And, and they end up on Sunday night, snapped the, uh, the Clippers' seven-game winning streak. And Paul George had no answer in the post-game pressure. He's like, look, man, the defense, bro, we didn't play good defense. And that's true. And I'm not putting blame on Paul George. I'm just simply saying, when you got a better team that wants it more, and then they come into L.A. again against the Lakers on Monday night, this is a, this is a scary, good Chicago Bulls team. I was talking to a friend and colleague of mine who's actually from Chicago but happens to be a Bulls fan. and he's But he's a realistic Bulls fan, so that's one of the reasons why I like to talk to him. And I had the Bulls picked at least a strong six, maybe fifth seed in the East, but definitely a strong sixth seed in the East. And he's like, nah, man, they're going to be in the top four. And I kind of looked at him like, what? Ah, man, that's your, that's your fandom talking now, man. That's that Chi-Town fandom talking now. But then he, once he explained it to me why he felt that way, I said, okay, it makes sense. Especially around Christmas time. Because usually around Christmas time, the end of December, you can pretty much tell what direction teams are going in. They have a few of those teams after the All-Star break to go on those little tears and those little runs. But pretty much you can see what teams are going to be what minus injury to a star player on their, on their squad. And the Bulls, to me, are a team to be watching for sure. The Suns, on the other hand, are another team that kind of caught my eye. 
They won their eighth straight game against the Rockets on Sunday. And this is a scary Suns team, too. People forget about the Suns. These are the same Suns team that went to the NBA Finals last year and competed against the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis. Just came up short because Giannis was just too much. But this is a this is a this is a competitive Suns team. And they feel like they have a lot to prove. That's one of the reasons why Chris Paul wanted to re-sign with them, because he wanted to help get this team back into the, that, that position. And if they stay healthy, they absolutely could. I mean, the West is going to be a dogfight. You can't, you can't just say, okay, the Lakers are a lock. Because you have the Warriors now. You still have the Denver Nuggets who have been on a five, I think a five or a six-game winning streak lately. Um, and don't, don't mess with Joker. Because good Lord, he's going he to knock you below the floor. Ask Marquise Morris. He's still hurting from that one. But you have the you have the Utah Jazz, who I don't know what team is going to show up in the playoffs, but in the regular season, they, they seem to find a way. I compared the Utah Jazz to the Arizona Cardinals. Look good in the regular season, but I don't know how much you're going to depend on them in the, in, the, in the postseason. If your life is depending on them making it strong in the postseason, yeah, that's not a bet you want to take. But when I look at the when I look at a lot of these other NBA teams, I mean the East is pretty much. I look at the Bucks, I look at the Nets, I look at the Miami Heat, and the Miami Heat are a team that can really be scary. Especially they can they can they can sneak up on you and bite you, especially in the playoff series in the seven game playoff series. They can sneak up and bite you. I can't count out the Hawks either. A lot of people think it's a fluke, but I think I think Ice Trey, I think Trey Young is is on a tear. I think Trey Young has a feels like he has a lot to prove and putting his team on his back. I'm not, I, I think Luca's a dynamic player, but I don't trust the Dallas Mavericks. I don't think they get out the first round if they make the playoffs this year. And yes, it's early, but I just, I can see certain things sometimes and I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll come back to it. But the three teams I mentioned, the Suns, the Bulls and the Warriors, teams to keep your eye on. So busy looking at the Lakers. So we'll be looking at the Clips, and I think the Clips can make it too. I think the Clips can make a strong run if they stay healthy and stay active. The Clips can make a strong run too. And Jake, let me ask you this, because you cut you 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 work with the Clippers. Yes, you, I do. And you've been around the Clippers for a very long time. Yes, sir. So let me ask you this as an Angelino. Okay. Because you've been you born and raised in this city, right? Yeah. And we all know this city has always been a Dodger and a Laker town and everybody else. Once upon a time, USC was in the third spot when Pete Carroll was here. And yeah. That was happening to be our, our NFL team, so to speak, on mm-hmm. Saturdays because we didn't have a damn NFL team because right. everybody wanted to get their damn palms green. <laughs> I'm still a little salty about that, as y'all can tell, but, you know, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Right. But Patrick Beverly, <clears throat> oh, I know in a doing. recent post conference, <laughs> said that he had a chance to really. He was glad he was a part of the Clippers team. He was glad he was part of that, that, that. And they had a lot of they had a lot of fight before Paul George and Kawhi Leonard arrived on the scene. They had a lot of fight. They had a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of spark. I mean, they, they took that at that time the Golden State Warriors were the NBA champs to to uh, you know to six games. Right. They stretched them to six games, and nobody expected the Clippers to do that to come back from thirty-one down to actually beat make that a series. So I give him a lot of credit. However, he had the audacity. <laughs> to say some of the stupidest things I've ever heard a person say. <laughs> he said, I, I took pleasure in turning this into a Clipper, a Clipper city. <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing, but you guys go back I, and yeah, find the quote. Yeah. Some of you... <laughs> what, how much, how, how much weed and, and other substances have you smoked? 
to have the to have the gall to say something that stupid. Well, he, he, that goes to show you he ain't from. He's definitely from Chicago. He's out of town. Because well, anybody from LA knows good in the hell well the Clippers have never turned this city into a Clipper city. No, no they've never. Even when they were even when they were winning in a, in a tribe called bench and all those other yeah. runs that they had with with CP uh-huh. and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan, right. who were actually better than the Lakers during those stretches and those yeah. times, yeah. still couldn't get it done. No. And you have the, the 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 gall and the stupidity to say that you turn you have turned this into a Clippers city. When the hell did that happen? Here's the thing, and, and, and Pat Bev knows how to troll people. He knows good and well. And and, and look, I'm a Clipper employee. Like I, my checks are from the Clippers themselves, not the radio station, from the team. I grew up in Southern California. We all know it's a Laker town. The Clippers can win 15 championships in the next 15 years. It will still be a Laker town. Pat Bev loves to troll the Lakers, loves to troll LeBron, loves to troll Laker fans. So he just did that to get under their skin one last time and still get love from the Clipper fans and still be endearing to them. And they showed him love that night when, you know, they did the nice little tribute for him and everything, and that was cool. And Pat Bev did a lot of great things for the Clippers, but – on that one, yeah, he's totally wrong. He, you know, he's so off on that one. I even laughed when I heard it. Like, really? I mean, come on, man. that's not true, bro. <laughs> you go, you can go anywhere in L.A. and you'll rarely see a mural of any Clipper player. You know, you'll see a couple of Kawhi ones, maybe a Paul George one, and that's about it. But everywhere, let me else, tell you something. <laughs> that was common. Let me tell you something. This is a Dodger and Laker town. Two teams that have won championships in the same year, right, in 2020. Right. The third oncoming team happens to be the Los Angeles Rams. Right. If you're going to put a team in third. Yeah. Right? Now, I don't take anything away from the Clippers and what they've accomplished. Of course not. Getting Kawhi, getting Paul George, getting to the Western Conference Finals for the first time ever in their team history. I think that is a remarkable accomplishment. Mm-hmm. I think Paul George is dynamic. I think he's a real deal player. I think people should give more respect to him because he's been able to step up, especially this year in the first several games. Right. The dude was playing like an MVP. Okay. So you can't without Kawhi Leonard, by the way. Right. However, let's be realistic. <laughs> don't tell me that you're gonna give me fried squid and tell me it tastes like chicken. <laughs> it don't. It ain't chicken. It's squid. It is. Okay? Squid <laughs> tastes like squid. Oh, you can have some. Chicken fried Rockwaller. <laughs> Don't tell me it's chicken fried. You got some chicken fried st- frog legs. Right. Don't tell me it's frog legs. I mean, don't tell me it tastes like chicken. It's freaking frog legs. Okay? <laughs> it tastes like frog legs. It does not taste like chicken. Everything doesn't taste like chicken. No. So for Pat Beverly, this town has never been a Clipper town. As much as you want to believe it yourself, troll, whatever the hell it is you, you call yourself doing, <laughs> besides getting on everybody's nerves, <laughs> You sound stupid. Yeah, that, that that was that was not a cool go back to Minnesota. Yeah, he he's just trying to stay relevant because he's he's in Cy- basketball Siberia in Minnesota. Because he's not because Anthony Edwards is taking the high taking the the, the, the highlights and yeah. taking the headlines in Minnesota. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck with that. <laughs> Coming up on the other side of the break, we'll get into the moments brunch as well as some other things that I'm probably going to, Jake is probably going to rile me up on who, who the hell knows, but you definitely don't want to miss it and stay tuned. You're checking out TMA with Nick Hamilton here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Come on back. 
This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad though. idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometime. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino.
Final segment of the show. Welcome back to TMA with Nick Hamilton, Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Hit me up on Twitter at Nick Hamilton LA. Excuse me, at Nick Hamilton 213. And on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA. Also, make sure you follow my man, Big Brother Jake, Jake Warner, at Big Brother Jake on all social media platforms. Yes, now, yes, my man Cam Newton, my man said, I'm back. <laughs> which I was so happy to see. I thought he had a really great performance coming back into the fold. The team that drafted him, that started his career, he gets a chance to finish his career with that same team. Um, it was good to see Cam back, that number one jersey. Feel bad for all the people that got rid of that number one jerseys, right? Because now they got to buy them all over again. New money, new money, new money. And speaking of which, I got I spoke up so much, man. I am hungry. What's going on, Jake? Yo, what's good man. with it, Nick? How you doing, bro? I'm good, my man. I'm ready to eat. What you got cooked up, man? Let's let's get to it. Man, let's get to it, bro. All right. All right. So, with college football season heating up, who ultimately makes the college football playoff this year? Who do you think wins it all? Um... Barring any unforeseen losses, I think you have the the the, the regular the the regularly scheduled teams: Georgia, Alabama, Oregon. Um, four spot is kind of open to me because I think I mean Ohio State's starting to play some good ball right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Oklahoma took that L last week. Um, ah. I'm not. So I think Oregon will be there. Yeah, they're powerhouse. Uh, I know they dropped to four because of Cincinnati, which I think is a bunch of crap. <laughs> um, so I think I think I don't I don't believe in Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's gonna get spanked, especially they gotta go up against Alabama or Georgia in the first round mm. um, or the college football playoff. They're gonna get spanked. Um, they have no business. They're not they're not ready for prime time. Um, I think Oregon. I think Oregon Georgia may be a better game mm-hmm. just because Oregon can actually get because I, I I solely believe in Kayvon Thibodeau. I think that kid is a top three NFL draft pick, um, top three def- top top notch defensive end. Uh, Bama is Bama. Bryce Young has definitely come on. He's gone through his growing pains. Obviously, the loss of Texas A and M didn't help, but he's going he's gone through his growing pains. I think Bama. Uh, I think we'll see a much better SEC championship exactly. than the national championship between Bama and Georgia. Um, if Bama beats Georgia, I think Bama wins it all. If Georgia beats Bama, I think Georgia wins it all. Okay. Well, you know, I, I'm a big believer in Oregon this year. You know, maybe because I like Big Boy from Outcast and his sons with Oregon. But, you know, that's just me. <laughs> Oh, don't forget Superfly from the Dog Pound. His son goes to Oregon too. That's right. I forgot about that, man. Mm-hmm. All these hip hop artists with their kids playing football, man. Talk about overachievers. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. I love it. All right. Speaking of rappers, one of our favorites, Uncle Snoop Dogg, just released his track list for his upcoming compilation album titled "The Algorithm." Any surprises as far as guest features, and how much are you anticipating this brand new album from? Uncle Snoop. Oh, I'm definitely looking forward to Snoop's album. I think this is going to be one of his one of his best in the collection. I know it's a compilation. At least he called it a compilation type of album. Uh, him being the CEO of Def Jam and bringing on some new talent. Listen, 
him signing Benny the Butcher to Def Jam was probably one of the best moves I've seen in a long time. I think Benny the Butcher is a dope MC, kind of brings you that classic, yeah. you know, golden that, era feel when he when he spits his bars. I I, I, um, got, I like I got, West Side Gun. I like I like Conway too. I, I like them all. I, I even have the track list in front of me with some of the artists. If you don't mind me spewing out a few of these, you got man, go you, for it. My man Red Man and Method Man. You got Eric Bellinger. You got Usher, Fabulous, Dave East. Malaya, YK Osiris, Blast. Blast is one of my favorite up-and-coming singers. Dude, Blast is out of here. Yeah. Blast is not even on this planet. He's, He's up not. there with Roddy Rich. He's I, not even on the planet. Man, that, that kid is on the come-up, and I love it. You know, and you got so many other artists that, that are that are coming on. Ty Dollar Sign, one of my favorites. And, of course, you got Mount Westmore. This album is going to be one of his best. And I love that song, uh, Murder Music. That's one of my favorite joints off that. I know that's Dude, one of the with, ones you released. Benny oh. the Butcher and Buster? Oh, Fire. And then you throw in Jada Kiss with that too? Man, straight classic gangster stuff, man. I will say. What MC? Real MC-ish. Yes. Real MC. Yes. Bars. Yeah. Straight bars. You know, the, the beat took, you, you know, took me back. It just felt as good. Hardcore street. Anthem hip hop, man. You, you can't beat that, bro. I was feeling it all the way, all the way. Shout that, out to the production on there, too. Absolutely, man. Uh, Rick Rock, I think Amplified, the homie Amplified yep. is on there. I think Prozac is on there. Yeah, yeah. Battle Cat has about three or four Battle tracks Cat. on there. Battle Cat. Um, so, right in the Battle Cat on Saturday, matter of fact, man, at the uh, Mile West. Yeah. So, you know, the yeah, in LA, out there, out there, out there, in, in the IE. Well, yeah, LA, my, my neck of the woods, the IE. Yes, sir. Yeah, right. In the battle cat man it was an honor to meet that man. Love that guy. And he was like, "Oh, the man from Instagram finally get a chance to see you in person." I'm like, Whoa, okay. <laughs> that's an, that's an honor. That's an honor. You know. I, yeah, it is. I had the luxury. Of, a real good dude. Yeah, he's a real good dude. I had the the honor of being able to interview him last year. It was one of my career highlights. That was dope. You know, you yeah. know, trying to be like yeah. you, Nick. You know, I'm trying to be like you. Get all them big oh, interviews, man. bro. You know, I'm trying. I'm working on it, brother. But I'm be, working, man. I, I, I'm working like like a part-time job. <laughs> I'm behind the switches, though, man. That's where my strength is. <laughs> Speaking of strength, the Dallas Cowboys, surprisingly sitting at 7-2 and two this season. Are they a serious contender this season? And how many other teams in the NFC are legit? You know what? They surprised the hell out of me. I did not right? expect the Cowboys. You know, we know, we all we say what Stephen A. said that an accident <laughs> waiting to happen. Yeah, and I'm just waiting to see how they're gonna fall. Right. If they're gonna fall. And right now, sitting at seven and two, the way I mean, they blew out the Falcons. I mean, blew it's nothing to, to write home about. Right. It's the Falcons. I mean, what do you expect, right? Hey, a win's a win, though, the bro. The Falcons. The Falcons suck. Okay, it's not like you beat. Not like you beat the brakes <laughs> off of like the Rams or you beat the brakes off the Packers or something like right. that. If you beat them like that, I'd be, I'd be a little bit more like, oh, okay, coming <laughs> off the L that you took against the Broncos last week, you're supposed to beat the brakes off the Falcons. Right, All right. That's right, the, right, you're right. supposed to win that game. So hey, you bro. won it. Congratulations. You won a game that you were supposed to win anyway. Right. <laughs> My thing is they got a pretty tough schedule. Are they legit? I think they are especially if they go ahead and beat the Kansas City Chiefs in the next couple of Oh, weeks. yeah. I think they are a legitimate team. I think Dak Prescott has finally found his rhythm coming off that severe injury, and he's been battling injuries all season long. Yeah. If it's not one, it's another. And I really felt for Dak because I think Dak is a really good quarterback. I really do. I think Dak is a good quarterback. I like the wide receiver court they have in Dallas. I, I'm, I'm starting to understand and really start to have a respect for, for their defense. Right. Um. But I, I, I'm not going to say they're a pretender. I'll put it that way. The other teams I look at, 
And I had this conversation with Steve Weiss from the NFL Network mm-hmm. um, last week. We were talking about, like, a- the NFC teams. Um, of course, the Rams. Of course, the Packers. Um, we talked about the Cowboys. He mentioned the Cowboys as one. He yes, said man. the Arizona Cardinals. I'm kind of like, okay, I'm kind of on the fence with the Cardinals. Yeah. He said the Bucks, And I'm like, eh. I like the Bucks. I can't count them out because they are the Super Bowl champ. But Brady is starting to show his age. Yeah, the last couple of games he's starting to show his age. And then he mentioned the Seattle Seahawks, which I could not get with. I don't no. think the Seahawks are legit. I think they're washed. Um, people in Seattle that may listen to this show may get mad at me, but <laughs> it is what it is. Tell him, put on a cape and be Superman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have a tall glass of on the rocks. <laughs> you know what you can do with that glass. Yes, sir. Um, but I, I don't think I, – I think those are the, t- the three teams I'm looking at right now are the Bucks, the Rams, the Packers, and I think a, a, a very close fourth happened to be the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I think they're legit because it, it, when they fold, they usually fold around this time of year, man. So mm-hmm. they might be well, on December. Yeah. December. So let's look at the month of December. Let's not count our eggs before they hatch. Uh, well, let's yeah. look at December. I'm with you because I've seen this, this dog and pony show before, man. So – that's where we're at with that, my brother. I mean, yeah. I mean, when I look at this Bucks team, man, I mean, they, what, back-to-back games? Yeah. They have losses in back-to-back games, and they're 6-3? and three. Yep. Not a good sign. Not a good, Not a good sign, sign at all, my man. At all right. Well, that is the moment's brunch for this week. Thank you, Jake Warner. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate and it, man. Before we get on out of here, let me say this much to you all fine people out there. Please, please be safe out here as you're moving along and as you all are out here moving at the speed of light i know we're excited to be back outside i hope everybody is safe whether you're vaccinated or not i hope everybody is safe hope everybody is secure and uh enjoy these games i hope i I love seeing the fans back in the stands i'm loving i don't like the traffic i do not like the traffic at all and i live in damn near the traffic capital in la we both do me and myself, me and my boy Jake. Yes, sir. All right. But I'm loving that the fans are back. I love the enthusiasm. I love the atmosphere on Sunday night football and Monday night football. I think it's fantastic. I love the atmosphere on the Levi Stadium where I was last night. I thought that the atmosphere was fantastic. It was it was a great weather. It was a great atmosphere for football, especially against two rivals like the Rams and the 49ers. Um, but Let's keep this going. I want to stay outside. I want to keep going outside. I know a lot of you all want to stay outside, too. So let's please all be safe. Keep each other together. Um, thank you for tuning in to this show. I appreciate it. And if you missed any portion of this broadcast, make sure you download and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. That's iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, all for free 99 For my man, Jake Warner, a.k.a. Big Brother Jake, who is the engineer extraordinaire, executive producer, and producer to the stars. And for myself, everybody at Nightcast Media, Sirius XM, and Slam Radio, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, stay sharp. I'm out. The views and opinions expressed on TMA with Nick Hamilton, Extra Dose, are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.